Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Hello, everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 98th episode of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy week to raise your leadership lid, to invest in yourself. And I'm excited about today's topic. Before we dive in, I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping. You can find us online at scottrossonline.com. And in fact, that's where you can find all 97 of the previous episodes. That's also where where you'll be able to get the show notes for this show. And uh, the way to do that would be to go to scottrossonline.com slash 98. And it'll just be the number 98. You don't need to spell it out. So scottrossonline.com slash 98. You can also follow me on social media on every platform, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, with Scott Ross Online as the username. I also just want to ask you for a favor. Uh, if you could get onto iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast pr- platform is and rate the show as well as leave a review, it is a huge difference because the way that they put you into the rankings and and people can find you is based on the shows that have a lot of reviews. And so if you would be willing to do that, it'd be a huge favor. You'd be blessing a lot of people who will be reached by this show if you are willing to do that. So I want to just thank you for that in advance. And with that said, let's dive into today's topic, which I think is going to be a blessing for you. And I want to talk about five ways that you can stifle your people's growth. If you want to ensure that your people don't grow, that your people stay right where they are, and in fact, in some cases, maybe even go backward, you could just do any one of these five things. And in fact, if you were to kind of stack them on top of one another, it would be a stellar strategy for ensuring that your people never, ever grow. And so the first one that I want to talk about is if you want to stifle your people's growth, see them as they are right now. See them exactly where they are and only where they are. You see, one of the keys to great leadership and one of the most essential ingredients in elevating your people is to see more in them than they could possibly see in themselves, to believe more in them than they believe in themselves. What most people do is they look at a person for who they are right now and they make all kinds of judgments and assessments. Well, that person is too introverted to ever be able to stand in front of the room. That person doesn't have any vision. That person has too many self-limiting beliefs to really be a great leader. That person doesn't have the skill set necessary to lead a team of salespeople. And they see them as they are right now. And so because they see those limitations and only those limitations, they make decisions 
on how to treat that person and what opportunities to plug them into. Like, because you're X, I'm never going to give you the chance to do this or that. Because you're Y, I'm never even going to think of you when it comes to this sort of a thing. I'll give you an example. In what I do, you know, we try to raise people up to be able to stand in front of groups of people and cast vision. And we have people come into our organization all the time that are naturally introverts and are shy and are scared to death to think about standing in front of a group of people. Well, the natural thing to do would be to look at them and say, oh, well, you're just the wrong kind of person. So sucks. I guess we'll move on. But what the great leader is going to do is see them for who they could be, for the skills they could develop and treat them according to what they see down the road versus the person standing in front of them today. And so one of the things that we do is we give them little baby steps. We have them get up in the front and just tell people to silence their phones. That's it. Get up in the front and just introduce the person who's going to talk. These little baby steps start to Give them the feeling that they are someone who could actually become good at this. If we only saw them for who they are right now, we would never, ever create those results. And let me tell you what ends up happening when you do this. When you see someone for who they could be versus who they are today, your results become exponential, and they become exponential for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're going to find way more people that don't have the skills you need than that do have the skills you need. Let's just think about it. Think about the skills you might want in your organization. Do you want world-class leaders? Well, guess what? They're rare. If you're going to wait for them to just walk through your door, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. What about world-class sales professionals, people who can convey value and close a sale? There are very few of those out in the world. There's a lot of people who think they're salespeople that on their business card it says they're a salesperson. They're really not. They don't really have the skills necessary. So you're going to be waiting a very long time. Do you want people who can cast vision and, and bring the masses? Guess what? Those people are rare. Do you want people who can build teams and build unity and build culture? Guess what? Those people are rare. So if you are waiting to find the one that looks like you think they should look right now before you will let them step up and play a big role in your team, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. But you know what's all over the place? You know what's all around you? People who were fearfully and wonderfully made and are raw material just waiting to be molded and crafted by the right leader and the right mentor. They're sitting all over the planet. They're begging for a chance deep down inside. They know they could be great. They just have never been given the opportunity. And when the leader sees the greatness in them, they blossom. Write this down. People rise to the level of your expectation. If you expect great things out of people, they tend to start to give you great things. If you expect that they're mediocre, like you look at them as mediocre today, and so all you could ever expect of them is mediocrity, guess what they'll give you? Mediocrity all day long. In fact, sometimes they'll go the other way and give you even less than mediocrity. So the first reason this creates exponential results for you is you're going to have availability of talent that other 
other people won't have. While they're looking for the right person, we're going to create the right person. While they're waiting on the person to walk through the door, we're going to manufacture those people over and over and over again within our little leadership factory. If you want to stifle people, see them right where they are. The other reason this creates exponential results is this, and this is something most people don't really grasp. When you take someone who wasn't a natural at something and you make them great, you inspire way more people than if you had found the natural. I'll give you an example. I was in the software industry for a long time. I trained and uh, led enterprise salespeople who sold multi-million dollar solutions to the Fortune 500. They were very complicated sales processes. It took world-class professionalism to actually accomplish what we would do. And I had a lot of competitors that were out there looking for these kind of, you know, aggressive, you know, killer instinct sales guys that, you know, just that was their in their blood, so to speak. Well, there are not very many of those people. You know what I would do? I would find the little bit introverted person, maybe who saw themselves as never being able to sell, and we would start to train them. Because here's what would happen. They would actually turn into a way better salesperson than the, quote, aggressive, stereotypical sales guy. Why would they be better? Number one, they didn't think they were God's gift to sales. They actually thought they needed to work on their skills. Crazy. And so what would they do? They would work on them. The person who thinks they're a natural, they nat- they just assume I know it all, and they don't work on their skills. But the other thing is that they would ins- this new salesperson that had never seen themselves as having the skills to do it, they would start to see or start to inspire those around them that if if she could do it, if he could do it. I can do it. And guess what else would happen? Our customers would sense that when they were sitting with someone, they weren't sitting with someone who was a natural. They were sitting with someone who cared very deeply about them as customers and cared very deeply about the craft they were trying to develop in becoming a sales professional. So we closed more business. I'm telling you, if you will see people for who they could be and start to operate based on the assumption of the world-class person they're going to become rather than who they are today, you're going to get big results. You know, a great example of this is in the Bible. God didn't look at David and see this scrawny shepherd boy. He didn't see the youngest of all the brothers. You know what he saw? He saw inside that little shepherd boy, a warrior king who had the heart of a lion and the spirit of a poet, and he raised that guy up. That is what we do as leaders. If you want to stifle your people, just look at them for who they are today. Don't see the leader they could become. What I'm going to choose to do is believe more in people than they could believe in themselves and start to put them in positions where they start to see what I see in them, the greatness that God intended for their life. Okay, the second thing we can do to stifle our people is to value tactical success over strategic succession. Value tactical success over strategic succession. We all know the old saying, hey, if you want something done right, you got to do it what? Yourself. You want something right, you got to do it yourself. Well, when we value the immediate task being done really well, we're never going to raise up a generation of leaders because we're constantly going to be telling ourselves that. Well, I wanted it done right, so I had to do it 
myself. I wanted that presentation done right, so I need to do it because I can do it right. That person, they're going to screw it all up. And I've got prospects sitting here. I can't I can't afford to lose those those sales. Well, in making sure you got those two or three sales right in front of you, you just sacrificed thousands of sales that duplicating yourself could bring you over time. But you valued tactical success over strategic succession. Let's talk about why succession should be on the heart and the mind of every great leader. If you're truly someone who values leadership, you value leadership not because of the position it puts you in as the leader, as the one in front. That's not why we want to be leaders. We want to be leaders because leadership is the mechanism for impacting people. And we want to have the biggest impact possible when we run our race and we get to the end of our life. We want to have, you know, at our funeral, we want there to be thousands and thousands of people who want to pack into the building. We want people saying great things about us and not having to lie about it. We want to make a big impact. Well, if we want to have a big, big impact, we need to have far more reach than we are capable of within ourselves. In in management, you know, if you read management books and you you get your MBA and you you read traditional management thinking, there's this concept of span of control. And the concept says that a, a manager or a leader can only really lead and manage a certain number of people well. And there's arguments about that. Some people say it's eight. Some people say it's three. Some people say it's 12. But whatever it is, the number is never more than 20. We have this span of control of how many people we can effectively manage or lead personally. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to impact way more than 20 people. Well, the only way that's going to be possible is if we get beyond ourselves and we raise up leaders who are at our level or better so that they can extend our reach. Think about your brand, right? Well, let's think about a franchise. If you're McDonald's and you've only got one location, you're not selling very many burgers. But when you franchise yourself and you get your brand further out into the marketplace, you start to reach way more people. Suddenly, your brand is in other nations and on other continents. That's a bigger impact. Well, think about yourself as a personal brand. You're trying to extend your reach. And so you need those franchise locations. The only way that's going to happen is if you value succession more than tactical right now, immediate success. Think about what, you know, Christ did. Now, if you're not a Christian, it's cool. The analogy is going to work either way because we can't deny the fact that the largest religion on the face of the planet is Christianity with over three and a half billion followers, three and a half billion followers. Well, how did he do it? Did he personally go to everyone? I mean, he is God, according to the way it tells us, right? I mean, he could have done it however he wanted. But what did he do? He spent three years with 12 flawed people and he raised raised those 12 guys up and he had one guy go completely off the reservation and betray him. But guess what? It's all good because he had somebody else that he could put in that spot. And ultimately those 12 people reached 12 more who reached 12 more who reached 12 more today. Billions follow him. That is impact on a global scale. That is what we need to think about. That's what we need to be all about if we're leaders. And think about going back to my first point. He 
touch those 12 flawed people. I mean, one of the reasons we know the Bible to be true is because they don't try to sugarcoat anything. I mean, if they had made it up, they'd made these guys look like saints. No, we know all their flaws. Peter denying him and John and James arguing about who's going to sit at his right hand. I mean, it was a bunch of nonsense. He saw who they could be rather than who they were now. And he thought about succession versus immediate success. If you want to keep your people from growing, just do it yourself. Make it all about you. Make sure you do it right every time versus giving them the chance to screw it up so that they can grow and you have those franchise locations going all over the world. Before we move on with this information, I just want to take a moment and share something that's been a real blessing to me. Are you drowning in email? Is your inbox out of control? Are important emails getting lost among the junk? I want to share with you a service that has changed my life, and I do mean that. It's called SaneBox. Prior to SaneBox, I had nearly 30,000 unread messages in my inbox. Now, don't laugh. It's true. But within an hour of implementing SaneBox, I was down to zero. Today, I never miss important emails, and I only spend a few minutes a day keeping my inbox sane. With SaneBox, you will never have your valuable time wasted on email, and you will never miss an important email again. Now, SaneBox is offering listeners to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast something really special. Go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross. SaneBox is spelled S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash Scott Ross. And first, they're going to give you a free trial. But at the end of your free trial, when you're scrambling to throw money at them because you can't imagine going back to the old way, they're going to give you $20 off because you're a listener. So go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross for your free trial and $20 off. SaneBox, get out of your inbox and on with your life. Let's talk about the third way that you can make sure that your people never grow. And that would be to coddle them, to make sure that everything is safe, that everything is worked out, just really coddle them, baby them, smooth everything over for them. You know, one thing you could do is play into all their self-limiting beliefs. You know, when they give you self-limiting beliefs, you just empathize with that and you just agree with that. You know, they tell you why they can't do something and you just say, yeah, I totally understand. You know what? That would be hard. Just don't worry about that. When they ask you questions, make sure you give them all the answers. Just be right there for any answer they could ever need. That don't Make sure they don't have to think for themselves. Make sure they don't have to struggle to find the answers on their own. Just lay it all out for them. Try to smooth every path. Make sure it's just a nice paved thoroughfare, no rocks, no potholes. Take away every obstacle. If you do that, you will ensure that they have a really nice time and they go absolutely nowhere. They grow none. See, we don't grow that way. We don't grow through ease. We grow through struggle, through adversity. Let's think of the stereotypical wealthy child. We've all seen them in TV or the movies. They throw tantrums when things don't go their way. They pout when things get hard. And we look at these people like, what a joke this person is. I mean, you know, my gosh, these, you know, wealthy, you know, spoiled brat kids. Well, why do we think that way? Because it's true. And why are they so 
unable to deal with adversity because they've had it easy their whole life. They they can't grow because it's never been hard. Well, we laugh at them when we see them in the movies, but let's be honest, how much are we like them sometimes? And how much are our followers like them? And we play into that. We make it too easy. I get called multiple times a day, pretty much every day of my life with people who want to tell me all their self-limiting beliefs and want me to give them all the answers. And you know what I do? Neither. I don't let them play the self-limiting belief card and I don't give them the answers. I sometimes will point them to places they can find the answers, but I make them go figure it out because guess what's going to happen when they figure it out? They're going to know what the answer is all on their own, and they're going to learn how to have figured it out on their own, and then they can lead the next person to the answer. If I have to be there to be the answer guy for every question, guess what? We go back to the point I made before. Now I'm in tactical success rather than strategic succession. We have to make sure it's not too easy. Now, don't get me wrong. Do we want to help them? Yes. Do we want to support them and be there for them? Yes. But we want to make sure we don't do that in a crippling fashion. It takes a little wisdom and discernment. But I can tell you this. A lot of people are telling their people how easy it's going to be. They're making all these promises to them of all these things they're going to do for them to make it easy. And all you're doing is ensuring that your people don't grow, which means you will not grow. Let them know it's going to be a little bit hard. And I never said it wouldn't be hard. All I told you is it would be worth it. If you want to keep them from growing, coddle them. Just coddle the crap out of them. Play into all their self-limiting beliefs. Give them the answers. Take away all their obstacles for them. And they'll never grow. And guess what? Your organization will be stuck right where it is today. Okay. Fourth way you can ensure your people don't grow is provide your people with absolutely terrific and accurate criticism. Make sure that you give them truly accurate feedback on everything they attempt to do. You know, if they get up and they try to give a presentation, make sure you point out all the things they said that weren't factually true, all the ways that they stumbled over their words, how they were a little bit awkward with their hands. Just make sure you give them all that feedback. When you're sitting with that salesperson and they don't ask the right closing questions, make sure you point that out right away. Make sure you point out how they talked over the person's objections. Just make sure because you're doing them a favor, right, by giving them super accurate criticism. I mean, they need that, do they not? Well, yeah, they do if you want them to never grow. We have to have a lot of wisdom and discernment if we want to cultivate growth. And one way to think about this is to think about a baby. Now, I'm not trying to insult our followers, but our followers are little baby leaders. They're little baby professionals. And they're, they're, we have to think of them as being in the infancy of the world-class person we want them to become. When you have a little baby... You tell them how wonderful everything they do is. I mean, it doesn't really matter what they do. It means, oh, you made a little poopy. Oh, that's so good. I'm so proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Look how he's grabbing the rattle. You grab that rattle. Right? We're telling them how everything they do is 
awesome. We just pour praise on this little infant. And it's not until they start to become older and more mature that we slowly start to add critique and criticism. And if we're wise as parents, we do that in a very measured way. We want them to get on their feet a bit. Well, this is true for the people we lead. You know, you can see somebody for more than who they are, but if you put them in a position to try something and you immediately bring the smackdown, they are never going to try it again. In those moments, it is not helpful to criticize. I don't care how bad they are when they try something for the first time. I don't care how much they screw up. You know what they need to hear in that moment? How proud you are of them. How awesome it was that they gave it their best try. How they did it perfectly, how you couldn't change one thing about it. And as they slowly start to get on their feet, you slowly start to introduce a little bit of critique and a little bit of criticism. Here again, it goes back to the needing tactical success versus strategic succession thing. See, if you if they get up and give the presentation and you bring the smack down of all the things they didn't do right, you know what you're thinking about? Those four sales you just lost. You know what you should be thinking about? The 4,000 sales you're going to lose because this person's never going to get in front of a room again. You could have this person in front of a room for the next 10 years making you thousands of sales, but instead they're going to take their ball and they're going to go home because yeah, you just confirmed to them everything they saw thought about themselves. I'm not ready. I'm not this kind of person. I don't have the skill for this. I don't have the wherewithal for this. This is not my makeup. I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm going home. That's not what we want to do. If you want to make sure your people don't grow, Give them really, really perfect criticism when they start trying to get out of their comfort zone. The last way we can stifle people's growth, and this may seem counterintuitive based on what I just said because it's kind of the opposite, but it's absolutely true. If you want to stifle their growth, give them a ton of praise too early. Let me give you an example of how this works. Lots of times we have somebody that is the opposite end of the spectrum. They see themselves as a natural. They see themselves as somebody who is gifted. And the second they get up and do anything, we're kind of like, whoa, that's pretty good. I mean, that's way better than the average person when they start. And we just absolutely tell them that they are God's gift to everything. And you know what ends up happening? They believe us. They believe us and they stop working on their skills. In fact, they start reading their own press. Now, this is where that wisdom and discernment thing comes in. I am not saying we should criticize and be, you know, faint in our praise when somebody deserves praise. But I am saying this, you don't want to elevate someone too quickly. I've seen this happen in organizations all over the place. You know, churches will get a person and they'll put them in the pulpit too soon. They'll put them on the elder board too soon, and they're not ready. They don't have the wisdom. They don't have the background. They don't have the maturity. They might have looked like they were the right thing, but we put them in the pulpit too soon. We, I see people in corporations getting elevated to you know titles and leadership positions because maybe they seem like 
you know, uh, uh, you know this this prodigy that just emerges on the scenes, and they're young and they're super gifted, and it's like let's put them out there. Not ready, don't have the discernment, don't have the wisdom, and in almost every one of those situations, the person who gets elevated stops growing, and the organization ends up regretting that they elevated that person too quickly. So you have to be wise, you have to be discerning. On the one hand, if you have somebody who is getting out of their comfort zone and they're doing something that they're scared to do, you don't want to throw all the criticism there. But if you got someone who they're pretty gifted at something, you want to praise them. You don't want to criticize them. But at the same time, you want to make them work and earn an elevated position in your organization. Make them go pay their dues a little bit. You know, I'm part of an organization where we elevate people to be speakers and trainers, and we're very careful about that. We don't just throw somebody on the stage because they had a little short-term success. We want them to demonstrate success over a period of time, and we want to evaluate what's their character like. What's their character like both in adversity and in success before we put them on that stage? That's how we want to think about this as leaders who are cultivating world-class followers. Okay, so let's review. If we want to stifle our people, first, see them right as they are today. See them exactly for who they are today. Don't see them for who they could be. But if you want to, on the opposite side, really bring growth in your people, believe in them more than they believe in themselves. See way more in them than they see in themselves. Secondly, if you want to stifle them, value tactical success over strategic succession. Just make sure you get everything done right, right now. Make sure it's done perfectly now, and that will limit your ability to impact the most possible people. If you want this to run away from you, if you want to have a brand and an impact that goes way beyond yourself, then make sure you value succession. Yeah, you might sacrifice some short-term wins, but in the long term, your impact will be exponential. The third thing you can do is coddle them. Make sure that everything is easy for them. Give them the answers easily. Don't make them search for anything on their own. Play into their limiting beliefs. You know, smooth the path. Take away obstacles. That'll make sure they don't grow. But if you want them to grow, make them work for it a little bit. Let them go through some adversity. Let them go through some struggle. It's in adversity and struggle that we truly grow. Next, if you want to stifle them, just pour out really accurate criticism on everything they try to do. But if if you want them to grow, remember the infant. Treat them as someone in the infancy of the world-class leader they could be and operate accordingly. And last but not least, if you want to stifle somebody, when you find somebody who's got a little bit of giftedness in an area and it, they show a, an immediate uh, you know, acumen for something, just elevate them right away. Just pour out the praise, give them a big head as fast as you can, because that'll make sure they stop growing and it'll make sure that your organization starts to splinter around them. Uh, but if you want to, you know, have them continue to grow, definitely praise them, but make them work and earn an elevated position in your organization over time. Guys, I hope this has been valuable to you. Um, again, if you could get on iTunes and rate this podcast and leave a review, it would be a huge, huge favor to me. I can't tell you how much I would appreciate that. And again, you'll find the show notes for this at scottrossonline.com slash 98. Until next time, continue to raise your lid. God bless you. I'm honored to be in your life. Thanks a lot. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. 
for more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at Scott Ross Online. 